Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hello, Radiant Lights, Radiant Light Beings. Welcome to the program. Michelle here. If you're new to the program, you're in the right place. Somehow you've been guided here. You've been directed here. Wow, it's always great to be here on Wednesday. Welcome everyone in the chat, the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room, also my co-pilots, cohorts, and sound engineers. Great to be here with all of you. And I see people on the line listening by phone, which is great. If you have a question or a comment or you want a reading, uh, press 1 on the keypad, and that lets me know. Um, and again, if you're surfing by or you want to listen by phone or you want a reading or you want to just say, hey, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad so that – because some of you are just listening actually from work – so I don't want to disturb you, but um, if you did want to chat, get on air, uh, press one. And uh, hi, everyone listening later in the archives. Wow, such energy. Okay, well, we're back at it again, everyone. Uh, we have a get- great guest, second half of the program, the RX. What's the prescription for damaged relationships? Well, that could be with all these retrograded planets, Um that, that could be pertinent. <laughs> anyway, we have Dr. Drayvon. Uh, James will be on later. And uh, we'll be diving in and talking uh, with her about her recent book, Freedom is Your Birthright. Which I would tend to agree with that. All right, everyone. Uh, as always, everything awakenings. I want to go through the list. Um, everything awakenings. Please email me to awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. That's awakenings podcast at gmail.com. Let us know when you listen to Awakenings, how you found us, where do you listen to Awakenings. There might be a little giveaway there for the, the most interesting or unusual way you listen or where you listen to Awakenings. And also, if you want to get on the monthly list, I've got my um, monthly uh, forecast that I do, the um, Soul Path Happenings and Psychic Energetic Forecast. So, I also have a weekly soul insights that I do also. Usually it's for people that work with me or have worked with me. But, you know, if you're feeling like you like the want to hear some weekly support or insights, that's, you know, hit me up, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Also, I am bringing back, um, I did have some people email me, yes, the, the releasing the core belief and core wounding is starting, I believe it's the 22nd of September. Um, and so starting in September will be the uh, psychic development, the modern mysticism, and um, liberate your life. It really does liberate your life. I got to tell you, you know me, I don't really say stuff like this, but uh, this is it. I mean, this is it. You get to the core wound, what happened, why. It's, we do deep regression, um, journey work and therapy, deep regression. That's how you get to the core wounding. It's 
really impossible to get um, cognitively or just, you know, with the surface mind. And you get to the root of it and you get to what's the belief that's connected with it. So uh, right now I've been doing high vibes, which we go to October. It's been great, um, really enjoying it, and the participants are really enjoying it also. You see where I'm going with all this, major support for this next level of unfolding for all of us. And it really is about getting to the, the core, the truth, the root, the center, the, the soul. And it's clearing up the woundings, you know, not living from the wound. You know, we're seeing it being played out politically, right? We're seeing it played out on the, you know, uh, we always see it played out in the tabloids. <laughs> Uh, but it's lessening, it's lessening, it's lessening. And so that's because of all of us, you know, with what we're doing. I am getting, as I put in my, in the chat, I'm getting my decaf, lovely Americano. I have my little, I do my decaf espresso. I can't really do caffeine, but stovetop espresso from Italy. And then I have my little frother so I can froth my own milk, whatever kind I choose, regular, so I don't do soy, but I had the most amazing oat milk the other day. I do love almond milk, but it's not frothy enough. Oh, so little things in life, a well-made cappuccino, latte Americano, (laughs) or a nice cup of tea. It's just those little things, tea and chatting or something, like I'm doing with all of you. All right, everyone. Um, what? Oh, also soulplayground.life. I forgot to say. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, you guys, my, the YouTube channel is really fun and really taking off, and I'm meeting some amazing people through it. Go, it's Michelle Mache or, Awakening, uh, or uh, Light Being 21. You may be changing it to Soul Playground, but we'll see. And I just put out a reading for all, for earth signs. Um, I'm going to be uploading to YouTube readings for, um, I did earth, and I have, um, I have to just record the fire, but it's earth signs, water signs, and air signs, okay? So I'm going to be doing the elements, because I had some people ask me to do that. You know how I am. I love to, you know, if people ask for it, I'll do it. You know, if it feels a resonance, if it feels a resonance to me. So, yeah, check that out on my YouTube channel. There's great readings there. Um, and as well, soulplayground.life, there's some good resources there as well, um, blog posts, et cetera, and resources. So trying to help people, you know, we all help each other. Now, everyone, I've got a question for all of you. What would you do that you could do forever? What would you do that you could do forever or that you want to do? that you enjoy doing, do more of that. What would you do if you thought, I could do this forever. I love doing this. What would, you, what would you do? What would your choice be to do? Now, here's a little thing. If you, if you can't do it right now, I want you to draw it or write about it. Or you can, if it's a place that you enjoy being at or activity, maybe there's a magazines or magazine that you can cut it out. But I want you somehow to connect in with that. What would you do if you could do it forever? You so enjoy doing it so much, whatever it is. And I want you to spend time with this. One of the things that's happening right now with 
well, with all the retrograded planets, and, and again, we had that uh, trine, the Earth trine, uh, for a short period of time. But we had, we've had some aspects, you know, with Venus and Virgo. We've had some aspects with Jupiter and Scorpio getting to the bottom of things, you know, dredging up old wounding, dredging up what isn't working. Dr- but it's also dredging up dreams, desires, what's coming from deep within us. And for some of us, as one of my clients said the other day, it's not so much that people didn't make their dreams. Some people forgot their dreams. They buried them so much. So a lot of that is going to be coming up in the dream state as well as waking state. What is it that you really want to do? Now, some of you might be saying, oh, Michelle, what's airy-fairy? I can't do what I really want to do. I've got bills. I've got a family, this and that. Remember, we're not just denser physical beings, okay? It's not just about the land or the world of what we can see, you know, and you can actually begin to feel what's happening etherically or what you're identifying with. What is important is to connect in with the energy of what it is that you love to do or want to do. I'm suggesting even if you're watching a film, let's say you want to travel somewhere. Let's say you want to go to Italy. Okay, let's say that. You know, China, wherever. Watch some shows around that, whether it's travel shows or maybe it's a, a film, you know, a movie that's, you know, shot there. The energy of that. Now, you can, you can draw it to you by connecting in, first identifying with what it is that you love doing and then identifying with the energy of it. One of the reasons that there is so much, you know, and I'm getting a lot of calls and emails on this, adversity right now. There's a lot of delay. There's a lot of challenges. There's been a lot of loss, not just transition and change, but loss, loss of job, loss of faith, loss of a person, an animal being. It's been, a, you know, a lot of crossing over. There's been those things, you know, changing shape and form. They're not here in the form that we can see them we miss their physical presence whatever it is for some people it is a job for some people it's a friend a family member all of this redirecting a lot of what I'd like to share whether it's on this program or in my teleworkshops is navigating you know many of you did my um, daily ohm course which is a huge course you get to have it for a year called navigating the great soul shift Navigating the greatest soul shift. It is. It is the, it's the shift from the ego plane or egoic plane of the old paradigm into connecting to the soul. So the shift is we are all learning how to live more from the soul, to open up to that, right? So it's the all that is part of this, the pure consciousness, loves this game of expressing and experiencing in one way or through one game and then learning how to do another. You know, it's the cosmic version of, you know, many of you had one kind of job and then you say, oh, I'm done with that. I want to do something else or one type of relationship, one, certain types of friends. And now I don't want to do that, you know, or, oh, I learned to play this instrument, but I really love this one, right? Or I love this color. No, now I love blue. I used to love green or I used to love purple. Now I love blue. Well, take that to a cosmic level. The aspect of the all that is that we're all a part of likes variety, wants to try different things out. Now, the key is on a soul level, even though you are trying out different things, the soul doesn't change. The soul, like 
spirit is infinite, just changes shape and form. So the way that you try things or experience things or do things, by the way, it's 1212, which is the synthesizing energy of the all that is, the cosmic, cosmic tune-in number. So what you're all being asked to do, and this came through in the channeled reading that I did um, on my YouTube channel yesterday, um, or uploaded it yesterday, was that tap into consciousness, universal consciousness. That's the place to solve your problems. Uh, I had an issue the other day, not to get into the whole mishigas of it, but um, a little Yiddish word there, with somebody that I had trusted, was actually a doctor, um, and did some unethical things. And even trying to overcharge, all this kind of stuff. So now I have to deal, you know, I just don't like dealing with this kind of stuff. But I do know when people do things like that, they're desperate. something's going on with them. Something's off. Something's happening to them in their life for them to respond you know, in this way. And I thought, okay, I've got to respond. I got to take this, I got to put this in this realm and respond in this way to match, to meet this individual. And then I'm letting it go. I'm having somebody else handle it. So I got this message. And what was interesting is it dovetailed to this interview that I saw on a show. Those of you that are in the United States, specifically Southern California, um, the show is called Off Camera with Sam Jones. Apparently he's a photographer, but then he does this interview show. And it's on the audience channel. You can probably find it on YouTube. It was with the uh, actor. I think it's called Udoza something. Anyway, she's on Orange is the New Black. Udoza Abuko, maybe? Um, person being from Africa. And um, stunning, such a bright light. I was listening to the things that she was saying. I was like, oh, my God, this woman is a spiritualist. She's dialed in. And she was, so it's worth it to get to, to listen to the interview, if you can, for this one piece. She talked about preparing, that, you know, you prepare as an actor and you learn the lines, you do whatever, you know, you work up the character, you prepare, and you know. And she said, there's this time when you show up and something comes through you. Something just takes over and you're like, oh, she goes, you really surrender. Now, we all, a lot of times in our, you know, metaphysical communities, new thought, you know, focusing on healing and how we think of a surrender as sacrifice. And I've never liked that. Oh, you got to let go. You got to let go. You know, well, who are you letting go to? You know, I never liked that. I thought that, no, that's kind of. You know, what do you mean by that? You know, the sacrifice or, you know, you got to just let go and let it happen. But it's, this is what it really is. And, and you hear this from artists, painters. I've heard this from, you know, musicians that I've worked with, writers. Many of we, we, I've had this experience myself. And why I'm going through this is because this is the great shift. This is the, the, is, this is the mindset that needs to change. I had that experience when I did all that I could. I felt this like, it's like you almost fall back into yourself, but you're falling back into the higher self. You're falling back into God, the universe, the all that is. It's you. It's the higher self. The, the ego is like, is no longer holding on and trying to make something happen. You know, you're not trying to act. You're not trying to solve something. 
you've shown up. You've shown him up in the way that you were guided to. You prepared. You did whatever. And there's this moment, and we, it's, it's the gap. When she was talking about this, I was thinking to myself, she's talking about the gap, the void. Because in the void, in the gap, that's when our true self comes through or our strongest truth, less diluted self. Because I believe everything is of oneness, even the ego. Everything that we have, everything that we experience, you know, it's, people say it's illusion. Well, not really. Tell me when your foot's blown off or something happens or someone dies. Oh, that's an illusion. They're on the other side. Yeah, they are. But it's very real on the physical experience. And what we're all here to do is to embrace the physical experience, the humanness, so, yeah, something is gone. Yeah, I can feel the spirit on the other side. You know, I can feel my guides. I can even see them. Um, but it's, it's vibrationally, it's, it's different. There's a different way to engage them, that the, the, the tangible, the touching is not there. You know, it's not as concrete. It's a different type of relationship. So what we're all being nudge, oh, yeah, Tamara put, pure presence. Yes. Did you see it? Uzo. Oh, thank you. Aduba. Aduba. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Stunning. I mean, I got to tell you, she, this woman is just, yeah, pure presence. She's just, she's carrying the vibe. That's all I got to tell you. And she talks also about being on, recognizing that she was on the wrong path, the way she was doing. And I feel this is what many of you are getting. And this is what we learn you know, the participants that and myself that did the um, liberate your life, you know, healing, releasing that core wounding and core belief, it's not so much that we're listening to that. This is a profound, that's not so much always that we're on the wrong path. It's how we're doing our path. It could be the balance or how we're prioritizing or the form that we're using to express ourselves or the work that we're doing, the work purpose. Okay, so, you know, there's a big difference of joy, let's say, of somebody that becomes a book author and maybe they have a level of success, but they really want to write plays. That's where their joy is. Somebody could, but it's still writing. Okay, so this nuance, we're all being nudged and we're going to have the openings, even Robert Wilkinson you know, high five to him um, that our guest that was on for some of you that don't know are newly listening. Um, he's a metaphysical astrologer and author. And we were kind of tag teaming. And he, what I was seeing psychically, he was seeing astrologically that the opening of this is October, November into next year. So that we've got an w- amazing window. Those of you that are really doing the work, the inner work and self-reflecting, you can see, well, I can, I can have more fulfillment. I can reimagine or reinvent or reimagine or redream the dream, bring the dream through. And this is what this woman spoke of, Uzo. She was saying she did this, and she said it was scary. Even the surrendering is scary. When I did it the other day after I sent this email, and I, went, I just felt like, wow, it's, that's it. Don't engage anymore. Don't keep going. Just let it go. Let it go to the higher self, the universe. Let it work its way etherically, on the etheric plane, on the spiritual plane. The old paradigm had us stay in there. Get the last word in. Make it work. Try to help. Try to figure it out. Try to fix it. Try to negotiate back. And sometimes the best thing to do is allow the space. 
there is so much that happens in the void, but on an ego level, we've been, we've been taught to be afraid of the space. Come on, everyone, raise your hand. How many of you, let's say with friends or for sure for a date, God forbid there's space. God forbid there's some silence. You know, we don't allow the silence. We don't allow for the dead space, the dead air. They call it on radio, dead air, or on TV. you got to be doing something. I remember when I had my talk show, they're like, you can't have the space. I said, well, I'm really listening. They said, well, then you got to do something. Do something with your hands. Do something. You can't have the space. I don't mind the space anymore. Even when I'm doing readings, you'll notice me even in my YouTube readings, I'm allowing the space. That, so my ego can get out of the way so the, the higher directive, the higher perspective, the more expanded consciousness can come through. It doesn't come through when we're crammed with beta thoughts, you know, lower vibrational thoughts, you know, thoughts of what I did, what I ate, what I had today, let me figure it out. As soon as we're saying, I need to figure this out, that's coming from the ego. God consciousness, the all that is, the infinite consciousness of the all that is that we're an aspect of, right? We have the mediating intelligence to connect into that part of us. Doesn't figure anything out. <laughs> it doesn't figure out. It, it creates it. But you have to set it up, which is what this woman on the interview was saying. This Uzo was amazing. Off camera with Sam Jones. She, you can't figure it out. You, you, you did your prep. You did whatever. It's, it's showing up and opening, allowing the space. It's opening. We get this in the, through meditation practice. Meditation is the practice or the system to get you to open up. Now imagine living from that place, living from the meditative state. You hear the little buzzer? That's fine. Little Americano. Heating it up. So I was so excited about this. Can you hear it in my voice? Because I just, it's such a confirmation of what everyone is going through right now, the challenges, the adversities, is to push us into that space, to oh, surrender and recognize I'm not surrendering to anything outside myself, not even a cosmological God. It's the aspect of me that is the universe, that is the planetary aspects, that is the planets. You know, again, the, and so when we open and it's interesting, when you, we open, it, it's, it's like a little mini death. Those of you that have ever seen somebody cross over, there's always a, you know, and it's the same as the orgasm. That's why they call it in sex. They call it the mini death. There's a, and then you lose it. You lose all. They, it also happens in birth. It also happens when people give birth. You know, right as the baby crowns and goes out, there's a, you just lose it all. You, everything goes, right? So, but who's going? It's only our perception of ourselves, the ego personality. It's only what we've identified with as what we should do or need to do or how we do this. We're only letting go of that. You know, we're only letting go of the bodily function of holding on, of grasping. And we see performances. We see when people, you know, especially in actors or musicians or, or, or somebody that's giving a speech, you can tell when they go off. They're like, woo, wow, you know. It's channeling. So we're, we're channeling that which is really us, our truth, that which is the most undifferentiated aspect of us. It's the most interconnected. 
it's possible for that part to come through. So what I'm suggesting is to allow that part guide and direct us all more. That's what this adversity is saying. That's what these delays, that's what this patience is saying is like, have you ever seen wrestlers? You know, I remember high school wrestling. My brother used to wrestle, so I watched, I couldn't watch it. Too. I saw one or two games. It really wasn't my thing. But I do remember when they're practicing. Uncle, uncle, right? Or you, some, you're wrestling around, you siblings, family members. Maybe your dad or mom is wrestling with you, too. And it's, uncle, uncle, I give up, I give up. So we're all in that place. I give up. I give, okay, 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 okay. I'll allow, I got to allow some space because nothing's happening when I'm trying to make it happen. So there is this orchestration within the universal dynamics of all of us because we're constantly in this relationship with not only each other but the universe, everything, every animal being, every plant, every tree, the air. We're receiving our insights, our understanding through osmosis. We're drinking it in. We're, we're imbibing it we're, so we can imbue this higher frequency energy. And so now we begin to recognize and realize, wow, I am in this dance with everything and everyone. I'm doing this universal dance and I'm receiving the messages. I can trust more, that I can focus more on creativity. I can focus more on self-expression. I can focus more on love. I can focus more on creating something. And the solutions will come to me. The creative solutions will come to me. It's no longer problem-solving. It's tapping into the creative solution that brings in the highest, what's best for all concern, that we can't know on an ego level. So that surrendering, that's what we're all being pushed, guided, nudged. Some of us are caressed in it. Some of us, there's a little kick. There's a, some of us, a big kick. Some of us, it feels like the, the chair has been pulled out from under us. But fall back into the energy that you feel has been holding you down or holding you back. It's the same energy that lifts you up and moves you forward. Yes, Crystal Bowles Gretna, we are channeling our soul. Yes. Well, in the chat, but here's the thing. We are our soul. So when we get, when, we ha- when we're no longer afraid of the merging, because the void is a huge merging. It's a, it, we, we, we interpret it as the unknown, as space, spaceless, as this gap. But everything is the gap. But there's so much in there, it's not undifferentiated yet. It hasn't been moved into form. And we're, we're frightened. We're, we're afraid of that. We're afraid of it's all in there. But we, we interpret it as space and the unknown. But all the forms, all the potentials, the possibilities are there. It's like the Rubik's Cube. Things start moving around and then a certain shape or form comes out, right? So we're learning to connect that and be that. And so eventually we won't have the need for the aspect of being called ego. Once there's less fear, there's less, the soul will t- totally come through into physical form. Um, it already is as, as how we look, but we're not, we're not connecting enough to it. We're connecting to the smaller aspect of our being that relies on separation, relies on competition, the win-lose. It's a, it's a different game. 
So when there's no more win-lose, right, in other words, if I surrender, because the only reason we keep trying to negotiate or handle something is because there has to be a winner and a loser, right? But if there's a winner and a winner, if there's a, if it's not even the language. It won't even be winner and winner or loser, loser, win-lose. It, it, it will be what is in the, the divine timing and outcome that is the best for all concerned, whatever we're going to call that. But it's important that we allow the space that we relax into the space or let it happen. And it is a little, it's like, oh, God, no, is that okay? Just let it go. Yeah, okay, you did. It's a handing it over, but it's very visceral. You can feel it. And this, when this actor, this woman, this light being, Uzo was talking, she said it's visceral. You can feel it. And you can, and many of us have had these experiences. We've felt it, but it's hit or miss. Now it's about you bringing that into our conscious awareness and using it consciously. That's what, that's what conscious creation is. Some people call it deliberate creation. That's why I always say you don't have to worry about the law of magnetic attraction. If you're conscious, we, we attract by our mindset. Now we now learn how to harness it. So if I'm consciously creating, if I'm aware of this is what I want, this is the, this is the experiences I want, this is what I want, and now I fill my mind with that, I am going to magnetically attract to me that which is in my mind. That's why I'm doing the that's why I'm doing the high vibes and I'm doing the the core wounding and belief clearing to clear the mind, the mindset. We're, we've been clearing the emotions, so we're still the last little bit of clearing those emotions, which corresponds to the astral plane. Now we're getting to the etheric, the mental plane, the plane before manifested form. And once you start clearing the mindset, you have less, not only less filtering, your lens becomes clearer and wider. You're able to take in more views or viewpoints, points of view. But your mindset isn't as limited and it isn't as stuck. It's not a limited or fixed mindset. If there's a winner or loser, that's a fixed mindset. That only allows for two opportunities, two options, win or lose. But when I unfix my mindset, I don't know how many opportunities. There's, there's a lot of answers. There's a lot of solutions. And I am going to just allow, watch them, not even allow, just step into it, step back, so that the mathematical equation that we are, metaphysically, the vibrational frequencies can come together and create the frequency that is most resonant and harmonious. Win and lose. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, I'm running a race. I used to, I used to race. Oh, gosh, I won. Or I came in. I never did it, actually. Um, because I raced, even though I got down to a five-minute mile, I raced with people that were like elite racers and world-class race, you know, racers. So um, but that was never my thing, anyway, the winning and losing. But let's say a job. You won, somebody loses, somebody wins. But that dynamic is going to be changing. Again, that's only that's option A and option B. But what about option C, D, E, L, and M, option Z? Those options, those combinations, those equations are possible. And that's where we're moving into. That's, what, that's, the, that's the next evolution of who and what we are. However, it requires that surrender. And anybody has it, by the way, that's 
we're connected on Facebook. If you find the interview, I think it's on YouTube because I was telling one of my clients about it, and she said she found it on YouTube or she should be able to. Post it either on my page or Awakenings page or Awakenings with Michelle Mache page or Awakenings community page maybe. that It's really worth because she so describes it so amazingly. And I, and I went, that's it. That's what's happening to us. That's what we're to live more consistently. That's where we're to go. We've recognized it in other people. We've had experiences with it. But that's now to be the default position. And it's scary for the ego because it does feel like a little death. You're, let, you're, you're, you're kind of on an ego level saying, I, I've, done as, I've, I've done as much as I can. And then how will it be received? Of course, the ego comes in. It's like painting a picture or doing a sculpture. <gasps> oh, wait, is it done enough? Are people going to like it? It's that, I did, oh, I use that kind of glazing. I don't know. You know, the doubt comes in. Or you're doing a performance. You know, I've had that before. I've had put out things, and people sometimes don't understand, but things are coming from a cosmological viewpoint. You know, it's like with me when I was a very successful model and also had a TV show, but I was also doing healing work and massage therapy. What happened at that Health Five shared this story with all of you. Viewer that watched my show all the time, she's on my massage table, and she freaks out. She tells me, well, she was first uncomfortable and said, why are you doing this work? And I was like, oh, I love it, you know. And she tells the owner of the, the you know, the, the spa, don't ever put me with her again. That was very, very uncomfortable. You know, she's a, she's a TV host, not a model. Why is she doing this work? She's working on me, and I watch her on TV. She was very incensed. So, no, we don't know how our creations or our decisions are going to be met. There might be a misunderstanding, like that woman, you know, and Rodika, she came to me and she said, Michelle, she, and I asked, why? You know, and she's like, oh, some people are just like that. You know, she goes, but you keep doing it. I'll just put her with someone else. But see, what's the bigger position there? See, there was a bigger something happening on a soul level because the soul says, who cares? If you're a you know, if you're a model, you know, if you're whatever, you know, and you're doing, and you're on TV, you know, and you're on in magazines that have, why not? Why can't I do healing work and massage if, if I want to? Why not? Why can't I, you know? But that's the soul. See, the soul doesn't see the the the, the status and the title, the limitation. The soul sees. I like doing this. Oh, I like doing. I like. You know, what about people that, you know, I know people that work on their car that, you know, they, they don't need to, but they love to work on their car. They could buy 20 cars and have, but they like tinkering with their car. And then some people say, oh, I don't do that. I, I have somebody that I hire to do that. Okay, goody, goody for you. <laughs> okay. So do you see where I'm going, everyone? This is about freeing up and, and not identifying with the labels or titles of the, the era that's leaving the old paradigm, looking at what, it, what your title or your label, looking at it more not as what defines you, but what you, defining what you like to do, becoming more and more title or label free and moving into the space of acknowledging, realizing and acknowledging or defining what you like to do and resting in that openness. All righty, everyone. Getting the callers, 347-539-5122.
Christabel's witnesses, I always say our soul will be in the driver's seat. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, we got 914. Okay, you're on air. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Michelle. My name is Cynthia. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Cynthia. Welcome to the program. What's your question? Um, thank- well, I just wanted to tell you what I just picked up while I was sitting here. It said, cease trying to work everything out with your mind. It will get you nowhere. Live by intuition and inspiration and let your whole life be a revelation. Ooh, I love that, I just, Cynthia. Eileen, nice. Katie, I just I just picked that up, and I've been listening to you. I was like, oh, wait, wait, I'm, you picked, oh, wait, what a confirmation. Somebody wrote that, and now you were reading it? No, no, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a writer, Eileen Katie, uh, E-I-L-E-N. Oh, I know, yeah, she's amazing. Yes. I, I know of her. I just but picked she it wrote up that? on my Post-it note. Yes. My post-it note, I just picked this up right before I went to... Oh, my... It confirmed everything you were just saying. What a synchronicity. Well, and she's she's totally the bomb when it comes to, you know, affirmations and manifesting. She's totally with the mindset. Very open mindset, you know, a very strong sense of um, faith, trust, and belief. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think at some point, not too far off, it is going to be the um, standard, the default position. I think it's going to, it's, it's going to really, it's going to really happen. (laughs) Right? I think it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I guess my quick question is, um, uh, do you, uh, everything you said resonated. Um, I'm, uh, I know you have other callers. I'm, is there anything that I need to um, address more in myself for going forward that you pick up, like even in health? Okay. Okay. Well, you seem pretty darn guided and dialed in with reading that, having that post-it note, and then coming here. <laughs> uh, well, the one thing that I do get from you huge is the next level for, is trust, trusting your inner knowing. And integrating, integrating what you know or what you're hearing, what you're receiving. Now, I feel you receive your own messages as well. Have you been writing those down? Yeah, I, I've called him before. Good. My, yeah, my husband comes to me. It's going to be a year and oh. after he passed. Yeah. So. Oh, because... Well, have you ever thought of writing a, a little book or booklet, ebook, something? Yes, I, I feel like, yep, yeah, I, I feel like that's your next book. step. Okay. Yeah, I feel that that's your next step because I feel some amazing insights come from you. Yeah, Cynthia. Okay. Well, I yeah. have the, um, that's your on next- the wall. Right. So, writing some a book or something. Yeah, there's a book. I feel book, booklet, ebook. You know, there could be a few, but I feel like the, the insights that are coming to you are to be shared. Okay. So it's yeah. So now the next step for you is trusting, trusting what you're receiving and integrating it because you've been receiving that message about about the writing. Now it's about doing it. Okay, that makes sense. I have okay, a writing class you. tonight. Yep. Oh, yep. thank you. There we go. You're so welcome. Thank you, thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. How wonderful. Wow. Wonderful, wonderful. 
Hello, Hello, you're on air. Welcome. Hi, you're on air. Hi, this is Amla. How are you? Hi, Amla. Hi, welcome. Good. All right, all right. I am um, getting to my question. Um, this has been back and forth with the guy I've been dating for three months, and um, he wants different things. I just, I'm a little frustrated because I didn't see this coming in the sense of he wants to ex- explore other people. And he told me that um, this past weekend, and I don't think it's done. I just feel something, there's more to this. Um, do you have any insight on this person? What's going on with Well, you know what's in- Well, you know the interesting thing, before you asked the question, I thought, I, and you said, I've been day, you started it, and I heard get rid of him. Um, let him... I feel he's he's not fully appreciating what he has with you, and right. you're starting to feel some yeah you're starting to feel some resentment and kind of like hey you know I thought we we're doing this thing or I'm showing up for you in this way. I feel he could you know either disappear for a while or try to be back and forth, um, but then he's I do feel that you're right he will come back. The key will be whether you have him back or not. Okay. Yeah, there's right. something off. There, the, yeah, there's something off with appreciation, and I feel like, yeah, you what you guys. There's a real connection there, but I'm not sure he's ever had a real connection. So that's he's not valuing. Him. That's he, it he, scares that's, him, but it's he's not. Yeah. Okay. You know, I did a whole post um, that I on this that you know, people. You know, they, oh, I want to be in love, I want love, or I met this person. And then when they get it, you know, they wussy, they whip out. But he's got it, but what it is is usually it's a self-esteem issue, a self-worth. So yes. let him go, let him play the numbers game, let him cha-cha-cha around, and then he's ah. going to see, wow, there's, there's a difference between that and having a real bond with someone. Which is me. Yes, which is you. Absolutely. Unbelievable. I just, I, yeah, I just, it just stinks because it came out of nowhere and it's just like, like, this is three months of dating and then he's like, I want to explore. I'm like, this was not a first date or a first couple of dates. I don't know. It's so strange. I was just like, all right, well, I can't do this. I know, but it, no, but, but it's, but it's him. It's his issue and. For you, it's going to be knowing that the bond was is was real, is real. There's a connection there. There is love there. And move into the space. Allow the space. Be open to other people. Be open to life. Yeah. Well, because he yes. has to – he doesn't – he's not appreciating it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get the nope. gift that he has. But So yeah. you, can't, the, you can't make him get it there in consciousness. He can only do that by experimenting and experiencing other people and realizing, oh, this doesn't come around all the time. See, that's a problem. When people aren't used to something, they're, they're, they, you know, it's kind of a numbers game until they realize, oh, my God, you know, to have somebody that you can just really talk to. You know, I don't have to put hair gel in my hair. I can just chill, you know. But, in, yeah. right? but until people get that, you can't make yeah. them be there. So spirit is saying, don't wait. Don't hold back. No, just be open 
it's it's a true yeah. connection, but he's he's got to go th- he's got to go through um, right his his stuff right now. Basically, All right, you know what? I, you know what hmm. I feel like you're saying? Just basically, you're saying just let the string out, let the helium balloon go, and if it come back, it comes back to me. It comes back to me. There you go. Yeah. Well, it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back to you because it's never leaving you. It just depends on the form. If it, it could be him re-showing up, it could be. I feel like probably you'll have another person or two around you. So it just okay. depends. Um, you know, it's like the boomerang. It, yeah, it always comes back. But what's the form? And I yes. feel you're gonna also have. Cho- you're gonna have choice. Okay. All right. There you go. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Such an amazing being, but sometimes it's hard for other people to see amazing, or they see it, but do they want to do it? You know, it's all self-esteem because what everybody wants at the end of the day, like I say, from my shamanic experience and my experience as a bereavement counselor, Nobody on the deathbed has ever talked about, you know, what they achieved, how many women or guys they had or, you know, the money they had or the fortune, the big company. It was, it's always been about the relationships. It's always been, and I've worked with some people that were, you know, millionaires, multi, multi-millionaires, and you know, it wasn't about what they achieved. You know, they didn't even really, some of them didn't even really care about that at the last little bit. All righty, let us see. 410-507, you're on air. Hi, my name is Mary Beth. Hey, Mary Beth, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, question? I have a yeah. question. I'm at a crossroads in my relationship, and I'm just wondering what you see coming or is there something that I should be doing or can be doing? Okay, let's look. Well, we have the perfect guest on today. So I hope all of you that are calling in about relationship, Amla, stay on the line. All of you stay listening. Okay, because we're going to get some, let's see. Okay, first thing I hear is self-imposed crossroads. Why are you It's saying patience? Why are you saying you're at a crossroads? It's basically if uh, my husband and I are going to separate because I feel like we're just on two separate spiritual pages and I don't know if he'll ever get to where I want to be to have the connection with him. <clears throat> so I don't know if I should continue to try harder or do I be selfish and, and leave it for, for my own sake. What do you mean by spiritual connection? Um, I just or depth. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just exploring a lot more spiritually and kind of more into the metaphysical, and he doesn't understand or want to understand, and so he's kind of shutting everything out, and it's causing a huge disconnect with us. Mm-hmm. Well, I get this question a lot over the years, as a not just as a psychic channel, but as a therapist. Um, there's a reason we pick who we pick, okay? And not everybody evolves. So part of what I'm hearing, and this happens a lot on a certain part of the path, where people look at their partner and go, hey, you're not going to yoga with me. You're not doing meditation. We can't have these deep talks. I want to have this. Mm-hmm. 
not everybody, not everybody, like good marriages are based on values, principles, and beliefs. There's, there's, but it doesn't always mean the same spiritual beliefs or even I've seen with people religious beliefs or even political beliefs. So a lot of times when we have a partner that seems to be different from us and we're going off on a path, I've seen what a lot of times I've seen, um, I work with somebody right now that the, the, the wife is more spiritually connected, and, but, but I also work with the husband. But he's not as much into, you know, this kind of, you know, stuff. Let's just put it that way. So I would say, I would suggest being further all on the, on the path and finding your own companions, your own go-to people, girlfriends, guys, whatever. You know, have your own group so your life is very full with that, so you're individually full. Let's mm-hmm. see what he does. Without trying to, you can share with him because it's important to you, but it doesn't mean it is a good relationship or a bad relationship is it if he isn't sharing the same enthusiasm or isn't on the same spiritual awareness path. He's obviously on the same path as you because you guys, are to, you guys are together. But this does happen in the beginning of a spiritual path. When people start opening up, they do tend to look at family. I did it, but see, my, I did it so young because I was on a path at a young age, I did it with my family members. They had to hear everything. Oh, you're not so involved, and you're eating meat, and you've got to do this, and you're not meditating, and the yoga. My mom, my dad, my brother, everybody had to go through. So it's usually there's some deeper learning lessons. I don't have time to totally dive in with it, but I would say the crossroads is your own crossroads. It's a crossroads of your making. It's really about you focusing more on your life. See where you could meet. Because you, you can't really make an informed decision right now where you're at on your path. That's what I'm getting. You, you have to go further in it where you can see where you do really connect and not have the resentment that he's not joining you, right? Because he's okay. representing an, asp- an, aspect, an aspect of you, just like you're representing an aspect of him. So if you can have your spiritual community um, – you know, it can work. It can be the gifts that you're bringing, and, and part of it is recognizing the gifts that he's bringing, maybe even acknowledging those gifts. I really appreciate that you do this and this, or you have this viewpoint or this, you know, and I'd like to share you with you with what I'm doing now what's important to me. Not with trying to proselytize him or evangelize him, not trying to get him over to your thinking or your spiritual path, but just as a way of sharing, Right. That may, does that help at okay. all? It does. Um, do you see anything like that stands out to you that I could be doing to kind of get out of my own way and kind of make it less about me, I guess? Well, it is about you, but you're trying to make it about him. It's about you and your fulfillment in your own life and, and having the, the spiritual buddies, the good girlfriend or whatever, buddy friend, spirit friend, soul friend. It, that's what you're needing. You're needing your own community. He may or may not mm-hmm. be a part of that. I mean, if he was like, I don't know, like a, what do you call it? Like a racing cars or something. You, you may or may not be in it. You might just go, oh, go ahead, you know oh, you like to race the cars and buy the cars and work on the cars and you got your buddies to do that. It's the same thing with the spiritual path. It's the same thing. Okay. So it, it, as you go further on the path, you'll see, 
you know, obviously if somebody's then putting you down, I mean, there's a lot of other things that go into it. But this is very, 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 very common in the beginning of a spiritual path when people are opening up. Then they're looking and going, then they want everybody to identify as them. So it's to see below the surface of spirit spirituality what is true spirituality is beyond my it's beyond my practice it's 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 the ability to connect with another um or with ourselves and another individual and see their path as 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 valid and honor them now if you get into values principles beliefs lifestyle changes you know that's where we get into compatibility but i'm not feeling with that right now with you i feel like you have this opening and he's not there and he might be there down the road or he might just listen to you or enjoy it, but it may not totally be his cup of tea. You guys may meet in other areas. But you need to find your own group, your own tri- your girlfriend, your little spirit buddy. You need to find your spirit buddies. Oh, we did yoga and we went to get a, some tea. You know, or we went to go meditate. You know, and you can tell him that, oh, I'm, Saturday morning, I'm, you know, you're doing whatever. You're going golfing, whatever he does. Oh, I'm going to go with, you know, Sarah. Sarah and I are going to go do yoga, and then we're going to have lunch or we're going to have tea. There's a codependency there. So you need to individuate, and then as you're more of a whole person, then you can see what's really going on. Okay? Okay. Because I've seen people do this. Good. Because I've seen people do this before, and they divorce, and they don't either meet somebody for a long time or they meet the same thing. (laughs) So, Mm. Yeah. So it's always about us, you know, it's, it's, it's all, you know, until it's, until it's not. But right now that's, I feel that's the, that's what's happening. It's the cross, the crossroads of your own making. Have your own community, your own group, your own friends. Sometimes you can bring him in, sometimes not. You know, I remember early on my path, I had, God bless Matthew. It was so amazing. He actually sent some people to listen to work with me and also listen to me like a few years ago but and he was big he worked out a lot and boy I had him you know he wasn't into this we 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 had a great relationship we blended in a working out very active hiking you know we had similar friends love of cooking and having dinner parties but he did come to some of my spiritual things I will never forget one thing I brought him to this Native American ceremony and he has allergies, and there was all this sage, and the windows are all, and he's sitting there in the cross-legged position, and, you know, hop on one side, you know, weaving on one side, and on the next, and they're passing peace pipes, and this and that, and all, it was eight hours, and this, oh, my God, and then he's like, my allergies, I'm like, well, you can go outside, he goes, no, no, I don't want to interrupt, I don't, God love him for coming along for the ride. But he respected what I did. He would ask questions. You know, he'd buy some books, but he'd read a paragraph or two. But it was okay. You know, we'd have great parties. My my friends, some we'd all go up to the top floor deck that overlooked the city, and we'd be doing tarot cards and talking and chat and astrology. And his friends would be down below. I don't know what they were talking about. You know, whatever. And it was fine. You know, it's we wove in where we could. So, yeah, I feel like just go to your next level and then the awareness of what is right for you and your path and as well as him and the relationship will be there. But he doesn't have to start. Okay. He doesn't have to hop on the train just because you're on the train, you know. 
You could be on the you could be on the subway. He could be on the bus. He could be on the bus. You could be on the subway. You know, whatever. He could bicycle there. You could drive a car. You could drive a moped. You guys could be going in the same direction, but the, the vehicle, the interest can be different. All right, right, Mary Beth, keep listening. We've got our guest coming on. Uh, let me see if she's here because she's going to be talking about relationships and we're going to be diving in. Thank okay. you. You're so welcome. All right, everyone, it is time for the second half of the program, which I so enjoyed. It always There's always some amazing synchronicity that's, that's happening. Um, as I said at the top of the program, we have with us today Dr. Drayvon James. Uh, she's the founder of Everyday Peace, uh, which is a platform to inspire people, and she's the author of Freedom is Your Birthright. Hello, Trayvon. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. I'm enjoying your program. It's amazing. Oh, thank you, Trayvon. Glad you got to hear a little bit of it. And as you can see, so, uh, you know, apropos to what you're going to be um, sharing with us or there seems to be so many people um, awakening, and it's not just about does this job fit me anymore, or how do I do what I do, and and be awakening, be spiritual, or how, you know how do I be in this relationship? You know, is it possible, or does everybody have to be like me? Right? I'm sure, you hear it a lot. Right. Yes. Yes, and I just yeah. love the the advice, uh, the wisdom that you just shared with your last is absolutely so true is to develop ourselves because many times the relationship that we're trying to have with our significant other is really the relationship relationship we need to have with ourselves Mm. and not to try to be this this one one person. We're not this one person. We share so many similarities and that's beautiful. But we have to Mm. oftentimes remember that our significant other is not our girlfriend. You yeah. know, they're not the girlfriend. It's, it's, you know, this is your significant other, you know, whatever. But it's not the person that you hang out with in other relationships. You have a lot of relationships that make your life whole. Yeah. And one person can't fit into all of those. So true. Now, I like what you said. What it, you said very often the relationship that you're trying to have with the other, with the other person, is what we're needing to do with ourselves. Can you... That's, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm I like that. Touch on that, please. It, it's absolutely so true. We spend, if you think about a 24-hour day, we spend so much of our day interacting mm. with someone else. Very little of our day is with self-interaction, getting to know us. But there still is that yearning from the inside to get to know mm. us and develop a relationship with the one person that you're going to do your entire life with, you. Mm. And so we look for people to fill those voids. And, you know, you need to know something about yourself. And I love the last caller who's on this wonderful spiritual journey, and she wants to share it with her significant other. That is so commendable. But first, be there, show up for you, and then let the universe Mm -hmm. bring the people into your path. You see, when you, mm. when you get so involved with trying to push it on someone else or give it to someone else, you take energy and time away from you and the development of that path for you because there's so much more there for you. And when you get in that space and you start pouring into yourself, 
It sounds so selfish initially mm. when I first, you know, many, many years started thinking about this, but it really is where we have to be in order to have great external relationships. We've really mm. got to develop that relationship with self first, nourish that, let that be a priority, and mm-hmm. then organically we'll start having these other relationships where people come into our path and, you know, they are building us up and we are in turn building them up. We're sharing with them. They're sharing with us. But it never needs to be imposing. It never needs to be imposing. Mm. Our job many times is just to plant a small seed of whatever is needed in that person's life for that moment. They don't have to get the whole enchilada mm. from us. And everybody's not on the same course. We're all so different. We're so similar, too. So we're more similar than what we are different, really. But we have a different approach. So one, mm. one person Yeah, approach, I like that, a different other, approach. Yeah, we have a different approach, and, and it's okay. And we can coexist. Of course we can, in harmony. But we first have got to learn how to have that relationship with ourselves, and it will put us at peace and at ease with every other relationship. And how does that look, that, that putting the energy into us? How does that um, Good look for old, us? Good old-fashioned yeah. time and attention. We can't escape it. You know, uh, many years ago, I was teaching a, a small little women's group, and we started talking about, like, how, how is it, you know, when women especially, not, I'm not to say anything against men, but, you know, we bear life and you get so attached and we get right. so attached and almost we, we hang our hat on the fact of how sacrificial we can be. We're giving, we're giving, we're giving. And it's almost a contest of who can give the most of themselves away. But when you talk about developing a relationship with yourself, if you look at it as developing a relationship with your small child, and middle schooler is the best because they are in a precarious point of life. You know, things are happening, right. and they need so much attention, probably more so than an infant, to help to shape how they're perceiving the world. Look at your life, and you become your own middle schooler. Mm. You devote that time and attention. And you know how this is. And I, I love this example. I use it on myself all the time when I start spinning out of control and, and my life gets out of balance. And, and you have to sit a middle schooler down and you have to say, you know what, I, I think you need to take a little nap. Because they don't want to take naps anymore. They're big kids. You can tell they need a nap. They're getting wired and they're getting anxious over every little thing. Same thing with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think you need to slow mm-hmm. down. I think you need to walk mm-hmm. away from it. When's the last time you had a snack? You need to, you need to get mm-hmm. something to eat to nourish yourself. You know, some protein, some vegetables. You need to get something in there to nourish yourself because your thinking is a little bit skewed because the sugar level. You have these things. These sound like little right. bitty Things that we, yeah. that, you know, oh, they don't make a difference, but they make a huge difference. When's the last time you felt the sun on your face? You need to go outside for a few minutes and just take a quick 10-minute walk. Mm-hmm. These things help you to develop a relationship with yourself. And then, oh, my gosh, once we get past mm. all that, just spending time with ourselves, spending time with ourselves. And I just say that is the that's the groundwork, just being able to be with right. ourselves and be at peace with ourselves. But then how we spend time, once you do all the baby step stuff, which is so important. I mean, for years in my life, I didn't do those things. 
I really didn't check in on me. When's the last time you ate? Heck, when's the last time you went to the bathroom? You're so involved in getting, right. you know, these things wear away at your great personality or, or even at your perception of the day in the world when you don't do self-care. You've got to start there. Right. And so once we do that, once we take care of those fundamental things, then it's how to be with ourselves and just listen. We talk about being, mm-hmm. being in a space of silence, right? But the mind is incredible. You know, you already know that. It's mm. incredible. Incredible. And just to listen without judgment, as though you were an outsider mm. listening. Just listen. Well, yeah, as no you were judgment. talking, that's what I was saying. It's about listening to ourselves. And even when you said yeah. about the, going to the loo or going to the bathroom, how many people say, no, I'm, I don't. Even though you could go, you're passing right from the kitchen, <laughs> you're passing it, right? <laughs> Just, yeah, don't don't yes. let themselves go, right? <laughs> something, is so much, something is so more important than you doing yeah. this basic human function. Right, that you need, but you you're putting yourself second, and we don't we don't really look at it like that when we're doing it. We say, oh, it's just five more minutes, just five more minutes, or just ten more yeah. minutes. But these things, and, and you know, we we attract the same energy to ourselves, the way we treat ourselves, we attract that. You know, this the universe says, oh, that's what you like. Okay, yeah. well, send somebody yeah. else to treat you like a second class citizen, or you know, to put more on on you. Mm-hmm. So we really have to. Put that time and energy, when we're talking about developing an external relationship, we need to put a lot of time and energy in developing internal relationship first. Mm-hmm. Learning to really listen to ourselves. Listen without judgment, condemnation, blame, or shame. Just listen. Yeah. Yeah, I like Just that. Listen. Listen. It's, as I read somewhere, and this is not too long ago, maybe a few years ago, it said that our thoughts are like clouds. You know, they kind of mm. meander in, they float in, and they float. If you mm-hmm. just leave them alone, they float away, and another one floats in. And it's interesting when you do discipline yourself to listen to you, how you just mm. watch these thoughts come in, and you think, oh, where'd that thought come in from? But you don't judge it. You, don't, you leave it alone. It goes away, and the next one comes in. And as you continue mm-hmm. that pattern of listening, now you can start paying attention to your mood. Oh, what kind of mood comes along with this thought? And where did that come from? And where is the energy? Where was I that brought that kind of energy to me? Perhaps I need to spend less time in that environment or more time in there because this is Ooh, a great I place. like that. I feel, I feel free. I'm creative in this space. My goodness, I need to go back and spend mm. more time, recreate this for myself. Or just the opposite. I'm feeling really, really in a dark space right now and, and bad memories are floating over me and I, I'm starting to feel powerless. Where did this come from? Mm. What was I just doing? Who was I just around? What was my conversation like? Aha, I got it. Mm. This is what I this is what I need more of. This is what I need less of. Wow, simple but profound. I mean, really profound. Because to me, that moves you into that conscious creator. You're you're saying, look and see what the effect is. What's what's the experience that you're having? And you're actually saying, go be around that less, go around that less. So, which makes, I mean, it's common sense, but I mean, we don't just stop to notice, which it seems like you have to stop to notice, listen, feel what's going on, whether it's a thought, a mood, a, a situation, yeah. or a person. What it, so you're saying, what is that bringing out in you, whether it's a person or a situation? 
Right. Because how we, is it affecting and that's you? All, how is it affecting you? And we don't spend enough time with ourselves to know. We, you know, you, you kind of go through half of the day and say, you know, it's, it's been a horrible day. I've been in a funk all day. And but you, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you're lucky, you get a moment after dinner. And you, you're you know cleaning the kitchen and you think back what happened, what happened, and you get to the source of that. But just think, we could have had a wonderful day if we had taken just a few minutes and spent some time with ourselves. Watch the thoughts as they were coming in. You know, watch the mood. No shame and no judgment because a lot of times we hide from mm-hmm. ourselves. We want to keep the lights out because we feel shameful that, oh, my goodness, how could I feel this way? Well, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No judgment. You feel that way. You do. And, yeah. Right. You do. And so let's not waste time blaming. Blame is such a waste of time. Let's look at where our power is. What do we want out of this situation? And to know that we are powerful to create it because we're creating from the inside out. Mm. And we have total control of the inside. It's a discipline. It, it takes, you know, it, it, uh, I tell people it's, it's a skill. It's, it's not a talent like dunking a basketball or anything like that, that, you know, you're born seven feet tall. And this is a skill you practice. You give yourself time to do it on some days when it's effective and some days it's a complete flop. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all right. Mm-hmm. You appreciate the journey. And this internal work is so necessary. And I love what you said. It's simple. But it's so hard because it's the discipline yeah. of it. Yeah. It's the, the discipline, discipline of it. it. We have to be disciplined. And, we're so, and it's the kind of discipline. I tell people it's not rigid, hard discipline because even the word discipline can make you feel like a little tense, you know. But it's, it's soft discipline. It's just, okay, now I'm going to set out to do this. And, and that's my real objective. That's what I really want to do here. I really want to spend this time with myself. I want to watch my thoughts. And then five minutes later, you realize that you've done none of that. And we don't want to go into that harsh judgment. Oh, you know, you don't, you don't follow through right. on anything. It's no wonder, you know, it's no wonder the kitchen's never, you know, you don't do that. We yeah. don't do that part. We go quickly into forgiving, just the way you would mm-hmm. if you were talking to a toddler. You go quickly into the forgiving part. That's oh, my right. goodness, Mommy's so sorry. It's okay. You know, we'll get up, we'll try it again. Mm-hmm. Maybe tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. we, this is all, it, it takes all of this to develop a relationship with ourselves, and we have to genuinely want to develop a relationship. Listen, I hear one of the biggest questions that I get from people all of the time is how to, cre- how to get into a loving relationship, especially as we get older and you realize, you know, I, I really want to be in a loving relationship. I want to have a significant other that, treats me in a way that makes me feel special. And one of the first things I challenge them and say, are you not yet in a loving relationship? Because the first loving relationship you need to be in is with you. And when you realize how much time that takes, you'll be so patient with the person that the universe brings into your space. Because you say, I've been trying to love me and trying to develop a relationship with me. For all these years, and my goodness, here you come from the on the outside. You, you have no idea how complicated and complex I am. <laughs> That's right. That's and surely, right. Surely I can forgive you. <laughs> wow. Now, Draymond, how did you get here? What were your awakening or succession of awakenings to get to this part of your path to share? I know, I think I was reading you, you were, were or are also a pharmacist. 
I am. I am. How did you? You are. Yeah, wonderful um, story. When I graduated from high school, 17 years old, my brother gave me a book. He's 13 months younger than me. So he was going into his senior year, and I was going into my first year of college, and it was over the summer, and he gave me a book by Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking, a little book. Mm. And I read it over the summer at one time. He was always that kind of kid. He was always reading, you know, I was into the you know, Harlequin romance. <laughs> he was always reading you know, serious books. And uh, he said, you know, you ought to read this book. It's amazing. So I did. And I read it, and I couldn't stop reading it. Because I'll tell you, the first time I read it, it was like stuff that it felt like I was to, uh, that I had written the book to me, like it was a letter to me that I had written in it in my journal. I've always been into journaling. And I said to myself, as I was reading this book, yeah, I, I, it was just intuitive. Like, this is the stuff that I know. This is the stuff that I believe. And that's where the, it started. That just opened, you know, the, the door for me in my soul. And um, But in addition to that, I tell people I had a very interesting childhood. My mom, who grew up in a sanctified uh, church, was always, she and my grandmother both, uh, into, like, metaphysical churches as well. So I went to church all weekend long. On Saturday, I would go to like a metaphysical type of church, a New Age movement church, and on Sunday we'd go to Sunday I'd go to a um, sanctified holiness church, and I can remember sitting there in church because of course it was all day and we were not allowed to fall asleep. You had to stay awake the whole time. And I remember one day it occurred to me that the message I was hearing on Sunday, although the traditions were quite different, was exactly like the message right. I had heard on Saturday. And I said, said to my mom, I said, you know, these messages are the same. I, and, you know, it was like a secret. She, she didn't want anybody at the metaphysical church to know that she went to the um, holiness church, sanctified church. And she didn't want the sanctified people to know she went to the metaphysical church. And I couldn't understand why these people didn't all, you know, I was like, we, we all, they all believe the same thing, Mom. I mean, they're calling it mm. different stuff, but it's all the same thing. And so I, when I read this so I had that inside of my spirit, and I was very fortunate to grow up in both of those worlds. And when mm-hmm. I read Norman Vincent Peale, and I realized, oh, this is really mainstream. Everybody mm-hmm. knows this, or they should know mm-hmm. it. They should know. So it. I yeah. went right, and so I went on. I'm always passionate about helping people. I went on to go to pharmacy school and went on to get my doctorate degree in pharmacy. But during the course of study, I realized that my, the thing that made me feel most whole as an individual went beyond the physical health, health you know, just what I could do as a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it was a lot, but I w- really wanted to get to the nature of people, to help them to understand the nature behind the physical body. Mm-hmm. And I just continued to study everything that I could get my hands on. And for years, I would just read and write, read and write. And I've been practicing pharmacy now for 28 years. And it was, oh, I decided some years ago that I, you know, I said, I got, I got to do something with this. I, I got, I, I've got to do something mm-hmm. with my true belief. And I was invited to speak. Well, I used to speak, you know, giving lectures about pharmacy. And, and mm-hmm. at the end of my lecture, I would share this, what I call Everyday peace. I talk about peace, and my definition of mm. peace was wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. So I share that at the end of my lectures, and it got to be that people, 
that were listening to these lectures, the patients, the doctors, the nurses, other healthcare people, would start asking me more questions about that than about drug mm. care. Like, oh, okay. So I, was, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, people really are interested. It's resonating with I'd get emails. People would ask, you know, doctors such and such. You remember oh. last month you were talking about such and such. I'm like, wow. So I got invited to do uh, participate in a senior care. There's a center. They were having a like employee appreciation end-of-year event, and they wanted me to come as one of the guest speakers, but they were not interested in the topic about pharmacy. They really just wanted me to talk about my concept about everyday peace and about, you know, creating the life of your dreams, using whatever shows up in your life. And I, it was that, from that point on, I would get a little invitation here, a little invitation there, and I thought, I'm still practicing pharmacy, and I'm still practicing pharmacy to this day. But I said, this really, you know how you have something, you do something, and you, it, it ignites your soul, and I just felt like this, this yes. is it for me. This is really where I want to be. This is really maybe the reason that I came to earth professionally is mm. to do this. Mm. I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, and that, that's been, been where, you know, and... On my current job, I was, you know, I'm always sharing with people as as I can. You know, you spill people out as to where they are and where their comfort level is. But I happened to be working one, on an evening shift, 3 to 11, with one technician, and we just started talking. And he said to me, you know, you should write a book. I said, you think I should write a book? He said, yes, you should write a book. And that's how I wrote Freedom is Your Birthright. Because I said, you know, I I, I I don't know if people are even reading anymore. I thought to myself, make it a tiny book, less than 100 pages, so they'll, they'll start and they'll actually finish it. And that's what I set out to do. And I thought, well, if people read this, they'll be interested, and I can come out and talk about more stuff, and we can really develop this community because the people are out there. Your show is evidence of that, you know, the wonderful people that are calling in, the wonderful words of encouragement that you're giving to guide their life to the next step. We're in a place now where people are looking for a place to really build from a foundation strong, a life that really serves mm. the universe. Mm. That's the service is living your life authentically. I think that's what people are waking up. It's like you saying about yeah. your relationship, right, the primary one. I think a lot of people forgot in service to other people, but we, we need to be in service to our own life. You know, that aspect yeah, of, yeah. right, God or the all that is um, of us, you know. Um, tell us a bit about, you have freedom as your birthright. I mean, that I read that. I went, whoa, it's your mm, birthright. Yeah. yeah and is peace, yeah. A part of the, is peace a part of freedom? Yes, it is, but it's a choice. It's a choice. And that's mm. why I thought, to, you know, the best place to start on this journey and I call it the Stepping Stones series, is the best place to start is at freedom. Because you, you, I, no one will do anything that we really want to do except we first embrace the truth about ourselves. And the truth is Mm. that we are free. Free to make our minds up about anything. It doesn't mean to put our head in in the sand like an ostrich and deny what is physically in front of us. But to say what that of that is going to have in our life, that's freedom. That's real freedom. 
that is truly freedom, mm-hmm. and that is our birthright. You know, I think back, and you know, and and I use this uh, source, a biblical source, which is just one book of truth that is out there. But in the beginning, when Adam was given the responsibility to name every creation. How powerful is that, right? To name yeah. every creation. So in our own life, who is who? You know, who is the person that will name ev- the impact of every event? It's us. Mm-hmm. We'll have to say, well, this is why this was significant to me, and this is, you know, it may have come, you know, from a outside source that it may have looked like it came to ruin me. And we hear stories like this all the time. People say, you know what, from mm-hmm. that, from that event right there, I took that event and I, and I built a, you know, billion dollar company or I went around the world and I, you know, did missions work or, you know, from an event that would have, if I let somebody else define it for me, they would have said, oh, this is tragedy. You'll never come back from this. And we have the freedom mm-hmm. to say, you know what, I will define the impact of every external event in my life. I will tell you, I will tell myself how what that event is going to do. Now I don't know all the particulars, the all of the details, you mm. know. That's not for me to I like say that. the universe but once 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 I tell the universe uh, with this event I want to use this event and I want to use it to grow. Mm. And then the mm. universe says, "Okay, got it. I'll work out the details for you." But I got it. I know what you want to do with it. You can say, I want to use this event. Oh, I, I like that. I want to be angry about it. Right. You know? And so we, we, ha- we, have, we have to make that decision. And we're free to do that. We, we are obligated to do that. And so often, so often, we make the decision unconsciously. That's what I was going to ask you. So, so usually we are making the decisions. We are making the decisions, but we're doing it unconsciously. But we still are deciding, is what you're saying. Oh, yes. Right. So, right. Exactly. We're still deciding. We're still deciding. And I'll give you a personal example from my own life, talking about relationships. I've been married uh, 2015, 20 years. And if you had asked me on May 20th, 2015, which is the date of my 20th anniversary, if you had asked me, was I in a happy marriage? I would have said to you, not only is it happy, but it is probably as close to perfection as any earthly relationship I could possibly experience. That's how happy I was. Mm. On May 29th, 2015, I discovered that my entire marriage had been a fraud. There was all mm. types of, you know, things going on in my marriage that I, that I had, was, had blinders on to. And I'm happy to say that we're still married today, but it took a process of me saying that, one, freedom is my birthright. I am free to use this situation right here. To be a stumbling block because truly emotionally I was crushed, but I'm free right now. And I had to keep having this conversation with myself. This is 20 years in, not 20 days or 20 months, 20 years in. And, you know, I had to say, okay, Drayvon, now you, you have a choice. You have a choice. Is this going Mm -hmm. to be the stumbling block? Or is this going to be mm-hmm. the biggest stepping stone that you have ever had to the life that you want to create? And I, it, was, it wasn't easy. It was day after day, me talking to myself and saying, I don't know which way the relationship is going to go. You know, I don't know what's going to happen there or even, it, you know, what I want to happen there, but what I know for myself. 
again, going back to having an internal relationship, what I know for myself is that I want to utilize this feeling, call it pain, because that's what it was, mm-hmm. pain, heartbreak, yeah. disappointment. I want to use this right here as a stepping stone, not as a stumbling block. Mm. It, and Powerful. that choice is available. Boy. That choice is available to us. It's really bringing the consciousness, the awareness there, you know. And I like, you know, an honor, and it's an honoring because it's knowing what it is bringing up for you. But how am I going to use this? How is this, you know, is it going to bring me forward or backward? You know, is it mm, very powerful? Right. And a lot of times, like you said, we 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 are always making a choice, but we're not doing it consciously because I I read somewhere that it says most of us. In the world, 90% of the day, we are asleep, unconscious. We are going through our day mm-hmm. robotically. And if you think about it, have you ever been in a car and you end up at the grocery You were going to the grocery store, but you get into the grocery store, you're like, my goodness, I don't even remember how I got here. Yeah, I know yeah. I drove, but I, you know, I was yeah. like totally unconscious for the whole thing. Right, on our, uh, right, and we live in our day, 90% of our day on autopilot, and we're making decisions on autopilot. And... You know, you talked earlier with one of your uh, your call, callers about ego, and so we're mm-hmm. we're we're not, we're not taking control of ego because I believe that ego has the intelligence of a two year old child. It, it you know mm-hmm. it, it knows what it feels, it knows that it's been hurt, but it cannot help you to a solution. It doesn't have the the, right. the capacity to yeah. do that. And right. so we're letting ego and fear make decisions for us. We're unconsciously sitting back on autopilot and before you know it, we've got 20 years in <laughs> and we're yeah. just like, oh my goodness, how, how did I get here? Yeah. Right? But it's never too late. How okay, you know I... what? I'm awake. Right, I'm awake now. <laughs> hmm. Pinch myself. Well, I'm going to stay conscious. You're going to stay conscious. Go ahead. Well, that I think is the key. Is not to go, is not to go in conscience with the um, which I t- to me denial is a form of unconsciousness. It's it, yeah with what we go through. Yeah. How do you stay? How did you stay present? How did you stay present with it and conscious? Must have been the daily oh. practice. Yeah, pre- present, conscious, and sane, right? <laughs> but, yeah, um, right. and it's really, really, really simple. Really simple technique, and I, I tell you, it was so foreign to me when I started doing it. Is that I, I like to journal, and uh, and I know that's uncomfortable for some people, but I know that when you put even your smallest emotions down, it helps you to really look at it more objectively. But I start off by asking myself one simple question three times a day, and that was Trayvon. How are you feeling right now? Not what are you feeling, just how are you feeling? And it sounds like a really simple question, but on some days, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was feeling. You know, I was feeling so many things at one time, it was numbing almost. And But I would not let myself off the hook, and I tell people this all the time, you are so very important. If you've ever cared for a child, you know when you, when you ask, or, or, or a loved one, not just a child, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's, you really want to know. 
You want to know how are you feeling? What is there something I can do I, to get to know you better? I need to know how you are feeling. And so I wouldn't let myself off the hook. I would sit there and I said, you're going to sit here and I'm going to be patient until you can really tell me how you are feeling. And that took a long time. And I would do that three times a day and I would write down, you know, well, I'm angry. And okay, you know, and and that's okay. We, we know that your anger is an emotion. It's got a lot of punch to it. It's a lot of power behind that. And mm-hmm. why are you angry? Then I would get to the why. You know, why, why? You know, I I feel hurt. Why? And and I, and I go through that, and I talk to myself, and I go back to the element, the middle school child. I'd go back, and I do that same hand holding with myself, and I'd sit and be patient and say, okay, and let's talk this through. Not because I want to rush myself through the through the stages of grief or through the emotions. No, I want to get to know me. Mm-hmm. I had to get to know me. It's all part of getting to know. No shame, no condemnation, no blame. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And not some quick, quick, trite answer. You know, off the cuff, as though it's as though it's the male lady asking me how I'm feeling. No, it's me. Your concerned self. I'm he, I, I was here in the beginning. I'll be here at the end. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I want to know how you are feeling. And going through that process with myself and teaching people to go through that process with themselves, it sounds so elementary. It sounds like how this would never help. But believe it, when you, right. when you start listening to you, and a part of you, a part of you inside feels like, oh, my gosh, somebody is listening. I matter. Because isn't that what we want to be in relationships for after all? Yeah. It's to matter Absolutely. to someone and for someone to matter to us. And you, you're there and you say, oh, my gosh, I matter. I matter. Yeah. And I feel like I agree with you. When we start really mattering to ourselves, our life dramatically changes in creative, positive ways. You know, it's a part of it. Yeah. To the heart of the matter. Oh, you, Drayvon, we're um, out of time for today, but I've so enjoyed this. The chat has been lit up with your powerful insights and wisdom as well. I just know so many people listening to this. You've helped so many um, just oh, I hope your, so. I, oh, yes, with your insights. Now, your book, is it on Amazon? Freedom is your birthright. Yes, it's on Amazon, also on my website, um, drdravonjames.com. So either place, okay. it's less than 100 pages. You could read it in the afternoon. But the, the exercises in that book, when you go through that, it will help you really to embrace you. And when you embrace you, I got to say this before we close, when you embrace you, those external relationships that you want to heal and those that, that you want to bring into your life, they organically start to maneuver and get in place. Mm, nice. Okay, everyone, you hear that. <laughs> everyone that called in about relationships, everything, relationships, life, career. All right, uh, Drayvon, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for um, spending time with us and sharing. We really, really got a lot out of it and appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Oh, 
Thank you for being here. It's an awesome show. Hey, talk to you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, everyone, what a gift. Um, That was Dr. Drayvon James. The book is Freedom is Your Birthright. Um, You can find out more information by going to drdravonjames.com, and that's D-R-D-R-A-Y-V-O-N, James, J-A-M-E-S.com. Love it, love it. Some great little tips there, too, life-transforming tips. Thanks, everyone. Um, To have a sex soon. Will do. Tamara already, yeah, definitely put her on the please come back and share. Hey, Brada, welcome in the chat. Wow, thank you so much for your insight, Dr. Drayvon. Yes, thank you. Yeah, spot on and such an aware light being, very connected. All right, everyone, um, as always, for all things awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, and email questions that you want me to answer on air, that number is, uh, that email is, <laughs> I'm caught up in the moment with I'm still swimming in the Drayvon Woo, energy. Um, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Our call-in number is 347-539-5122. Write it down so you can call in and listen or call in and ask questions or get a reading. Ah, such a great show with all of you. I really, really enjoyed it today. Um, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritledliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritledliving.com. Keep awake. Bye.